When I started putting together my book, 100 Plants to Feed the Birds, the title was written in stone. Story Publishing intended it to be third in a series that already included 100 Plants to Feed the Bees and 100 Plants to Feed the Monarchs. But it never occurred to me to limit myself to plants that produce seeds, nuts, fruits, nectar, and other vegetal matter that birds eat directly. Most of the birds who feed on those items also eat a lot of insects that plants support, and birds also use plants for nesting, roosting, and hiding out in, for nest-building fibers, and more. I knew I'd start with trees, which are the critical component in various ways for birds associated with every forested habitat and even for many grassland species. I broke trees down into two categories, conifers and broadleaf trees. Some people call those two categories evergreens and deciduous trees, but some conifers, such as the tamaracks in my neck of the woods, turn colors in autumn and then lose their needle until spring. Up here, broadleaf trees are pretty much all deciduous, losing their leaves in winter, but live oaks in southern places keep their leaves year-round, the old leaves staying green until new leaves replace them each spring. Conifers are woody plants that produce their seeds in cones. They may grow as shrubs as well as trees. Some of our most familiar backyard birds, from chickadees and nuthatches to many finches, are experts at pulling seeds out of cones. Few birds eat conifer needles. Breaking down cell walls to extract the nourishment within involves a more specialized digestive system than most birds have. But a few species, such as the spruce grouse, do eat needles, especially in winter and early spring, until insects and more easily digestible foods become available again. Many conifers ooze droplets of sap from the tips of needles, buds, and branches, attracting insects. Birds may feed on either or both the fluid and the insects. Native conifers also harbor a wealth of insects within the foliage and cones, providing even more food for native birds. The diversity of warblers in northern forests is due to the diversity of our trees. Most warblers specialize on gleaning for insects or fly-catching from particular areas within specific kinds of trees, and several warblers are especially drawn to conifers. Conifers have enormous value beyond providing food because their dense branches provide shelter for many birds. Most of the owls I photographed were roosting within a conifer, and cardinals, juncos, and a great many other birds spend their winter nights within the sheltering branches of conifers. When planting to help birds, I recommend not just Native American species, but species and cultivars that are locally native. Those are the ones that grow best in our local conditions, minimizing the need for watering and fertilizers, and the ones most resistant to local insect damage while supporting the local insects our birds depend on.
Starting in the 1600s, when homesick Europeans brought to America many of the European plants they missed, right up through today when gardeners still plant many non-natives, exotic plants have made inroads and started taking over huge swaths of what would otherwise be natural habitat. Some exotic plants don't compete excessively with native plants, but some have become extremely invasive, completely taking over native habitat. And bringing in those plants from faraway places also unintentionally brings in many harmful pests, from insects to chestnut blight and Dutch elm disease. Some exotic plants are not huge ecological problems. As we create backyard habitat, we can ignore some exotic plants that are already established. Here in Minnesota, Norway spruces were planted in many urban environments, but have not become naturalized in wilder settings. We shouldn't plant new Norway spruces, but we can ignore the ones that are already here. But oddly, even some locally native conifers can cause serious problems. In scrub habitat, such as what black-capped vireo and golden-cheeked warblers require, fire suppression has led to junipers taking over, crowding out the other essential plants these birds require. So understanding local issues goes way beyond simple lists of good and bad plants. The more we understand about our local areas, the more inviting we can make our yards for the wildlife that belong in our neighborhoods. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.